Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Professor is In podcast. I am Kel Weinhold. I am the productivity coach for the Professor is In, and I am so happy that you are here. And I am Dr. Karen Kelsky of The Professor Is In, and I too am, as always, delighted that you're here with us today. And a quick shout out before we get going, um, just a regular gratitude for the people who support the podcast. And the people who support the podcast are just everyday folks, members who commit to paying $3.99 a month uh, to make sure that we can put the podcast on the air and pay our awesome editor. So thank you so much. And if you would like to be among those numbers, head on over to bit.ly slash our pod, B-I-T dot L-Y slash O-U-R-P-O-D and become a member and you get you get access to us. You can ask us questions. We post free uh, webinars. We do all sorts of stuff. And we're starting a new thing in January that you'll have access to as well that we'll talk about more on our next podcast or maybe in this one. I don't know. Anyway, thank you. So today we're doing something a little different and we're going to see how it goes. And we would love to hear what you have to say about it. During my week, I work with coaching groups and I coach individuals and then I do Unstuck. So I'm on the social media page for Unstuck, the art of productivity, giving all sorts of tips and clues and advice there. And I was having a conversation this week that I want to throw out. I haven't told Karen about it because I'm hoping that we can have a um, sort of wide-ranging conversation about it. But one of the things that I am seeing my people doing is crashing and burning, Mm -hmm. that they are hitting the wall all over the place. It's the end of the term for a lot of people. We're very close to the end of the term, and they are just finished, exhausted. Yes. And I'm assuming you're seeing the same things on your Facebook pages and that sort of thing? Yes, I am. So I think, here's my new theory. And I I wish you guys could see me because I'm looking at Karen. She's very tired today. And she's looking at me like, what are you going to put me in the middle of now? So I've been thinking about that enough is enough state where you just say enough. I'm too tired. No, I'm not going to put any more effort into grading this. No, I'm not going to put any more effort into this article. No, I'm not. I've had it. How that is a marvelous point to reach. Mm -hmm. Because it proves to you that you can say enough. Okay. And that if we can slow ourselves down a little bit and, and, gather our wits about us, we can sit right at that border of the collapse or right in the collapse and mine it for a lot of information. Mm, That's true. Right? Though, I mean, I don't know about you. I'd love to hear about what happens for you. But when when you hit that, like, I can't. I just can't. Do you, is it? I mean, I find that a lot of people's instinct is to just run away from that moment, like hit the collapse and then run the other direction in some state of disarray, whether it's shame or anger or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think academics don't um, don't recognize it, at least historically, before the pandemic. They just wouldn't acknowledge it as legitimate or real or actually happening. Right. Or it was some kind of temporary failure on their individual failure on That's their the part. individual failure. Had right? to, 
you had to just bounce back as fast as you could. Right. I, I see that really um, getting challenged now with the pandemic. So what I think is interesting about that is that this that moment where you say enough is enough is a really awesome moment mm-hmm. for productivity. Mm-hmm. That, and that I think is counterintuitive. Yeah. So if I say to you, you know, your inability to do this is a fantastic moment to reach. Uh-huh. And because it offers you proof that you can say enough. Uh-huh. Okay. Right? And how, like, why and how? Well, I mean, think about it. You you pick something this week that you said, I'm not doing that. I mean, can you think of anything? I know your your brain is not popping right now, but like where you just said, no, I'm not doing that. Well, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Last week, you had to unexpectedly go to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You had a whole bunch of meetings scheduled. Yeah. You moved them. I did. Right? Yeah, there was a, there, there, technically speaking, there was a way that I could, um, I could have done them on the East Coast, but I just knew that they, it was, it, I probably, it was just going to overwhelm me. It would be too much. It would right. throw me too far off. Right. So you were able to say no. Yeah, I was. Right. Well, so, I mean, not no. No for last week. Then I pushed them all to this week, which is part of why on Friday afternoon, I am absolutely fried in a way that is not normal for me. Right. So that we, let's bracket that for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think there's something to be explored in the idea of <laughs> the danger of saying no now and doubling up later is not mm-hmm. really what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. But Here's my, here's my metaphor. Mm-hmm. You know how I love a metaphor. Mm-hmm. You were in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And you were on Hollywood Beach. Mm-hmm. And you know how Hollywood Beach has that, the beach goes out and then it has that dip down into the ocean. Yes. Like there's a ledge that mm-hmm. goes down into the ocean. And then that thing that they call waves on the East Coast, those those little rolly things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which weren't even, even those weren't happening when right, I was there. It was like a bathtub. Those those little waves yeah. that occur on the East Coast, or at least that part of the East mm-hmm. Coast, I don't know about, like Maine probably has waves, but those rolly things, they hit that spot and they break right there, right? right? Mm-hmm. And they deposit awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. See where I'm going? No. Okay. Here you are at the break point of the waves. <laughs> the and, break. And at that is where all those awesome things shells. collect. The shells collect, right, right? Right, right, All these beautiful shells and pieces And it's of also, by and, the way, it's where the little fishies come. Right. Because so, everything's getting um, stirred up, and then they can find the little bugs that they can eat. Right. But, but if you are... If your whole thing is, I've got to ride the wave, I've got to ride the wave, I've mm-hmm. got to go as far and as fast as I can, instead of noticing where the energy ends, mm-hmm. what's deposited at where the energy ends? And I think what happens for us when we're trying to do something and we hit that wall mm-hmm. is we spend our time focusing on the fact that we hit the wall. Mm-hmm. We focus on our shortcomings, our failures, our everything we did wrong to hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Or we focus on how everybody else made it, made us have to hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Right. Or how other people aren't hitting the wall. Or other people aren't hitting the yeah. wall, right? Mm-hmm. Other people are just turning around and running back out. I don't mm-hmm. know. My metaphor falls apart at some point, as it always does. But if, you could, if we could, at that moment of the crash, at that moment of the break, at that moment of I can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. 
if we could mine it, we can mine it for why we were able to say no, which means we can mine it for our strengths instead of our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I absolutely hear you that this should be possible, but I can't see how. Okay, so let's look at last week. Why were you able to say no? Not to move them, at least. Let's just say, why were you able to say, I can't do that right now? Because I knew I was heading into a week with family that was going to be very stressful. Mm -hmm. and, and I know my limitations. Right. Which, would, you, would you agree that those learning your limitations is a new developed strength over the last, say, decade? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, earlier I would have uh, rescheduled them and done them, I'm sure. Right, just later in the day mm -hmm. and been frantic. Mm -hmm. but at some point over the last however long there's a point at which you realized enough is enough mm -hmm. and you then instead of allowing yourself to get there are moving it back and saying no I see the precipice I see the break I don't want to hit it mm -hmm. I'm going to stop a little bit earlier mm -hmm. so you see you do know how to do it yeah okay I'm not sure though what you, I know that uh, that seems like a different question. Knowing how to do it and mining it for stuff seem feel like different things. Okay, so you already did. That's because you've already done it. Mm -hmm. You've mined it for the why was I like at some point not this week. Mm -hmm. You had a like enough of a crash to say you just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You would have said in a much more elevated state, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. It's no, I can't. I cannot. Mm -hmm. I am at my limit, mm -hmm. right? At On some subterranean level, then mining that moment mm -hmm. for like, what happened here? Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to happen again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? So... So what do you... So, so I think maybe I'm not entirely following you because I thought what you meant... Well... I'm not sure what you were mining for. I think that's where I'm not quite following. Are we we're mining for insight into where our limits are or we're, or what? I think we're mining for all those things, right? We're looking for why was this enough? Mm -hmm. When did it really start to be enough? Mm -hmm. Because I waited until I was crashed on the floor. Mm -hmm. I was crashed into the break. Mm -hmm. But that, that, that was the end when did it when did it when did it start to be enough that I could maybe start to move my enough back further? So I think we can mine it for mm -hmm. why was it enough? Well, this is an exceptionally bad time for me to be engaging with this because I am um, working harder in the last month or so than I've worked in a very very long time mm -hmm. at the professor's in, mm -hmm. and I'm tired. Mm -hmm. um, it's wearing me out. So I don't know. Despite the fact that I was able to do that last week um, because of the travel. I don't know that I'm particularly aware of it right now. Except, I mean, except you could say that you're in the perfect position because you have experience having mm -hmm. reached your limit, mm -hmm. which means if you're starting to wear out now, mm -hmm. that you could use that, you could mine that experience, mm -hmm. that crash, that thing of I broke. Mm -hmm. And you guys, I'm not talking about, just to be clear, I'm not talking about like big mental health crashes. I'm talking about what I was saying at the beginning. You get to the end of the term, you're absolutely fried. And somehow at that particular point, you convince yourself to put less effort in grading. Uh-huh. Right? I see. Yeah. You say, I'm not going to put so much effort right, in grading. Right, right, right. So, okay. 
now you know you cannot put I so see, much effort in grading. I think I see what you're saying, yeah. And so what's to keep, how could you start that how process How could you do that earlier? even before you were crashing and burning? Right. So, yeah. you, so you can Just make that more normal. mine what happened in yeah. that break. It reminds me a little bit of some tweets I've been seeing recently from people saying, people who with heavy teaching loads stop taking teaching advice from people who, take, who teach one course a semester. Right. It's right. a little bit like that. It's like, you know... You're the the heavy the four course a semester people are gonna their breaking point is entirely different than right. the one course a semester and, person and the people who are teaching four courses a semester are the people who are I find more deeply immersed in vocational awe about teaching mm-hmm. and they allow their limits to go all the way to that breaking point. Mm. Like, I'm so exhausted. I've graded for hours and hours and hours Maybe. And hours. I'm not sure I agree with you on that. I, oh. I, I, this is all hypotheticals. Right. It's hard to say. But I know that people who teach very fancy R1-level teaching loads are also uh, talk incessantly about how burnt out they are. Oh, so, oh I'm not discounting so, that. That's not And I, I think meant. that sometimes the folks at the heavy loads, they are so clear-eyed about the limitations of their job, the demands of their job, that sometimes I think people have better boundaries because they're just like, mm. they. in fact, they're almost like, no, this is this is factory work. I just have to get it done. That is not my experience with okay. the people that I work All with. All right. Well, you work more closely with individuals than I do well, on, and, at that level. So. And, and to be fair, the people who are coming and saying, hey, I'm struggling, mm. are the people who are struggling. Who are struggling, with it. They're yeah. Not, and which is why it's such a beautiful place I know this sounds really twisted, you guys. This is such a really beautiful place to be, this moment of collapse. <laughs> but it is that moment of if you can turn it away from I suck because I couldn't do it mm-hmm. to, oh, wow, I have a limit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do know how to say no. Mm-hmm. I do know how to put less effort into a paper. And instead mm-hmm. of instead of carrying forward the shame of, I didn't put as much effort into this as I could have. It could have been better. It could have been this. It could have been that. Turning the lens to, hmm, I actually did less and survived. Mm -hmm. Huh. I have a limit. Mm -hmm. I have the strength to say no. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Where can I, Mm -hmm. like, touch that? Like, what was it? Well, let me though. Okay, so I'm gonna now come back at you though because <laughs> which was what I was. I um, I said. Um, I mean, last. I mean, this is a little apples and oranges because I knew that my trip was one week. I knew it was a special, extraordinary stressor, and um, and so I took a bunch of actions related to it that were not typical. But I said I pushed everything back, canceled everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I, actually, I did cancel some things, but mostly I postponed them. So now, consequently, this week, I've done two weeks' worth of work mm-hmm. in one week. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it was, not to put too fine a point on it, but it's revenue. It's income. Right. And I and there was going to be a real, and, and this is not necessarily um, applicable to our listeners who are operating in an academic economy, where they're not, it's not pay per thing pay per visit or whatever pay per grade (laughs) but with us it's like it's um this is actually our our, what we live on and so i wasn't willing to simply cancel everything Mm -hmm. and forego that Mm -hmm. income Mm -hmm. and so i had to pile it on this week Mm -hmm. which then i was i'm i've reached the end of the week and i'm absolutely fried Mm -hmm. so i don't know what to make of that like what would you say to that because so i i say this to people all the time, there are times in your career when you're going to have to overwork. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no, there's no 
way around it. Mm-hmm. There are times when a paper is going to be due, when midterms are due, and when you have to go to three meetings and and your kids are sick. Mm-hmm. Those moments are going to happen. The the two things to to look for in in the and you can again you can go back to those times when you've reached your limit and actually just quit. You can go back to those moments and say, "What did I? What? Where did I push myself? And what did I need to do to recover?" So mm-hmm. you could say, "Okay, you overdid it, quote unquote, overdid it this mm-hmm. week." Now I also know that this week you didn't do a lot of things you normally do. So you said, "I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to go there today. No, I'm not going to do that today." Mm-hmm. Now, if we could do those without a bunch of guilt attached to it, instead mm-hmm. say, "Well, I've got a ton of work this week." So I'm not going to make it to swim as much. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go run those errands. The house is not going to be as clean because I have a limit right. of resources. Mm-hmm. I've run into that limit before and been sick or mm-hmm. been wiped out. And now I'm backing off of mm-hmm. it. It means that going into the next week, you ha- take on fewer people. Mm-hmm. The week when there's more flex, you say, I'm going to do less. Mm-hmm. Or you say, I'm only going to do X, Y, or Z mm-hmm. because you've sat with and acknowledged the breaking point. Yeah. Instead of ignoring it right. again, right? Right. I've had my breaking point in pick a month. Yeah. And I just forgot that. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get past it as fast as I could because I was so ashamed of it. And now here I am again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to get past this. I'm just going to feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. exhausted, and upset with myself yeah. or the world or whatever instead of, huh, before it comes to this thing, oh, last time when I actually got to the break, this is why it happened. Where can I get off this wave a little bit before it hits that? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, you know. I think part of what's interesting for me this week, and I've been really relating to it, or really mm-hmm. contemplating it, is, I mean, I'm psychically tired from the visit with my family. Also logistically tired from the unbelievable, unprecedented for me strain of traveling the week that Omicron Right. emerged. Right. Literally, I think the day I flew was the day it came out about how serious it was and um, and feeling kind of stranded. And so the psychic toll of that week was almost, was much greater than you would think. Right. If you think about that, right, this mm-hmm. week of all this unexpected stuff, it happens for us all the time mm-hmm. in our jobs, mm-hmm. in your my jobs. But all, for academics, it happens a lot. Oh, of course. There's a, di- there's a week that you're overdrawn. The mm-hmm. bank is overdrawn. Mm-hmm. What we do is instead of saying, oh, how, look, here's the break. I'm going to stay, I'm going to like look at it and touch this discomfort. Go ahead. Oh, I remembered what it was. <laughs> um, so I've been very focused on trying to find places of rest, even yeah. though I know I have two weeks worth of work to do in this one week. Uh, I've been trying to find places of mental rest, psychic rest. But the thing is, I haven't been able to find them. And that's that's and and I and I have withdrawn drastically from social media compared to before, but just the ambient stress mm-hmm. of the pandemic third or are we on the fourth wave, mm-hmm. and the Supreme Court with the abortion and um, you know uh, and all of this other violence, another school shooting, and you know these are not things that I perseverate on. I don't sit there and you know read a thousand articles and sit. There. I don't. They just I skim the headlines as in, as I'm going through my day. But um, it's very, very difficult to find a place mm-hmm. for mental rest, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it takes radical, it takes radical awareness and a radical act, right? Mm-hmm. It, it takes the 
and, and I w- and I think that this is the thing that people have to really examine. So I know I have this huge week. I'm absolutely exhausted. I need some respite. I think if I if a person were to say to you, don't look at any news mm-hmm. or media for a week, that would be incredibly anxiety producing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a great practice to then. So that that's an unreasonable act thing to go from I peruse this stuff all day long to I'm not looking at it. Mm-hmm. But it is possible to say I'm not going to look at it until 11. Mm-hmm. Pick a number, right? Right. So you start to do the little things. The it's little why things. you're like you're that's what I mean. I know this is a weird phrase to use, but if you can look at the times that you have reached your limit mm-hmm. and you've just said I'm not. Mm-hmm. And right there you can say oh, I know how to say that. I know how to say that, yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. what did that feel like? Mm -hmm. That felt like, fuck you, I don't have any more in me. Mm -hmm. Okay, Twitter, fuck you, I don't have any more in me. Yeah, for sure. So I'm not going to go near you. Mm -hmm. Now, it's like we can't tell all of the people we work with, well, just don't work. Mm -hmm. Never go back to work. (laughs) Well, let me tell you another thing that's been niggling at me, though, is the sense that as part of, I have drastically reduced my social media, and part of that has been my personal Facebook. I have to stay on on my business Facebook because that's our primary mode of engaging with our audience. We don't do advertising, and um, and and but but the what has fallen victim to all of this is my personal Facebook, which means I'm not staying in touch with all my friends. Right, and I didn't know that my friends having a party. I didn't know that uh, you know. Uh, my friend's son got engaged or, you know, it turns out that a bunch of people are having this whole conversation about something exciting that happened and I missed it entirely. Mm-hmm. And like, and then it feels very, and this is very pandemic related. I mean, right. this is a pandemic story to a large degree. It's like, oh, I don't feel like I'm in touch. So I feel isolated. So then in fact that that sort of overwhelm of the travel week is kind of in some ways magnified right. by this isolation right. that, um, and I don't know. So I just, I have found myself, this has all been a very intense two weeks for me on a variety of levels, not just work fatigue. And and I think, so if you look at that though, right? Like uh, here I am at my, at I'm exhausted. I've reached my breaking point. You're doing exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You're saying, how did I come to this place? I'm not, I don't feel as connected as I need to feel. I got way too much news in my head. I could like, right? We, we see First own, I know how to say no, mm-hmm. I've done it, so I'm going to hold that skill firmly in my hand, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to say, what is my brain, body, whatever telling me that I need, and then that not helpful voice comes in and says, you don't have time, or people will, or and say, no, I know how to say no, and that means I'm going to have coffee with a friend, mm-hmm. or I'm going to go on my personal Facebook, or whatever mm-hmm. it is to just say, I'm going to push the line back mm-hmm. a millimeter mm-hmm. because I'm willing to look at the discomfort right at the break. Yeah. Something's out of balance. Right. That's where you acknowledge it. Right. So, yeah, I see that. I see what you're saying. And and owning it as this phenomenal strength. Yeah. It's not the break. is right, right at the break are your strengths. Right. One of the things that drives me crazy about, and I don't know how to articulate this very well, but I get really aggravated, and I'm sure this is part. Of, this is derives from a certain aspect of my neurodivergency. But I get really, really like nails on the chalkboard aggravated when people like 
do this kind of apology, it's like, well, I'm just, I mean, okay, fine. I mean, I'm just really sorry. And I don't care what you all think of me. And you can just think you're lazy. You can just think I'm lazy if you want to. And, and that's just going to be, that's just going to be a thing that's just going to have to happen because I don't care if you think I'm lazy because I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop. And this is like this performativity they do on social media a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to stop and I'm going to enjoy this Snickers bar right now. And it's like, that was a lot of drama for that was a lot of like what what with that why all of that well you know what i'm not going to critique that because at the end of the day the person took a break Mm -hmm. and if they had to process it out loud and say (laughs) you know i'm really sorry but i'm going to stand up for myself if that's where they are in their journey Mm -hmm. i'm i'm still at a point where i have to you know i need that's the way i need to frame it yeah i don't care because Mm -hmm. what i care is that you took the break Mm -hmm. You you took the break and ate your snickers bar now, I feel a little bit like our our setting boundaries is a little bit like, you know, all other social realms that people will give you feedback about how you do it. Mm-hmm. And you can take that feedback or not about about it. But I hear you, this sort of performativity. But well, but I also like, like well, I guess I would say, no, that's way too much like therapy. Like, what what is it? What bothers you about that? Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that it isn't the perform. I mean, the performativity bugs me too. But it's actually more just like I think honestly, I feel like it's gendered. First of all, it's like women have to go through this whole, um, you know, mm-hmm. this, and maybe the, this whole gigantic s- apology script, mm-hmm. and de- and the, the, and then that bleeds into a defensiveness script, mm-hmm. and then a kind of hyper uh, overcorrection script. And it, as opposed to just saying, um, I've reached my limit, I'm, I'm taking a break now. Okay, yes, and first of all, yeah, those people who were perceived as female in their upbringing are, are definitely trained to feel guilty about mm-hmm. setting a limit. Yeah, so for apologizing sure. and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, that mm-hmm. seems right on brand. It and does. I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're I, saying. I, I think we, I, I don't, you know, I don't think everybody has to respond to a situation as if they were perceived of and raised as male in mm-hmm. culture i think we can go yeah that is really gendered you're mm-hmm. absolutely right because i got learned to talk to apologize mm-hmm. learning not to apologize whole other thing mm-hmm. but learning to say enough is enough in mm-hmm. the way you say enough is enough awesome because i think that there are other people on the other side of the spectrum who wait and wait and wait and then are rough about their boundaries mm-hmm. or just like fuck you i'm not mm-hmm. doing it well then it's this toxicity of the unacknowledged limit or the the unrecognized limit. So in other words, you've passed your own limit, you haven't stopped, you haven't respected yourself, and you end up being, you know, manifesting violence and abuse on other people because of it, which is exactly how it happens. Right, whether it's it's just, like, verbal or emotional Mm -hmm. or all all the way up. But I think, like, for me, in my, what, what I, what, compels me about this is in my own work on setting boundaries and my own work on saying, no, I don't want to do that. I want to get to a place that I don't have to be mad to set a boundary. Mm-hmm. And what that means is I don't have to be at the breaking point to set mm-hmm. a boundary. But if I go over to all those times that I've broken, that I've said that I've lost my temper, that mm-hmm. I've said, fuck you, I'm not dealing with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And I stay right there mm-hmm. in the massive shame and discomfort of everything from having been an ass to wow, I did way more than I should have done and I feel stupid mm-hmm. to I don't even know how to be human. Mm-hmm. All those things, if I can stay right there and say, when did I first feel that? Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? 
I felt it three months ago, mm-hmm. but I just kept ignoring the noise. So that's what I'm trying to get at. If you can go right there and say, what's the feeling? When do, so you can start to recognize it when it starts and try to move your boundary back to that point, just like you're saying you did with this week. You said, I knew it was going to be too much. Mm-hmm. And I've known you 20 years, and I know that in those 20 years, there have been plenty of times that you have not known it was going to be too yeah, much. Yeah, in fact, that was the norm. That was the norm. And then I would be completely startled when I'm in a sobbing heap on the floor, and I'm right. like, I didn't expect <laughs> this to be so upsetting. And you're and everybody like, really? Is, really? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, yeah. Okay, so that's the that's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. You've done the work to... to and of course, like my whole thing is once I've done the work to get to a thing, I have no memory of what it was like before right. I did the thing. Those around you do, though. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Keep it's me a, humble. It's a big, it's a big success. Mm-hmm. But it if, is. If there's one takeaway I just want everybody to have, the breaking point mm-hmm. houses your strength. Mm-hmm. And it's your strength to say no. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself and go, oh. Mm-hmm. Look at me, I said no. I didn't say it wasn't messy. I mm. didn't say it wasn't disappointing, but you said no. My friend at dance, I know you may have wanted to just wrap up right then, but I, did, I had but another story. Okay. Uh, my friend at dance, um, uh, we were at dance yesterday, and she was uh, barely, barely doing the steps. And um, and she and afterwards, she said, I'm so sorry. She goes, I'm so sorry, Cynthia, that I mangled your choreography by doing it like a decrepit old lady. And um, and our teacher could care less. She was like, whatever. Do you? She just wants everybody to come as they are and do what they can, and it will ebb and flow and whatever, totally free. And I said, oh my gosh, um, nobody nobody minds. But but what's wrong? Are you in pain? And she said, yeah, I actually have a massive pain in my back. I don't know what it is. I really can't can barely move. And she said, and my therapist. I do have a point here. My therapist said, well, there's your boundaries. Uh, there's your body setting a boundary for you, which she ignored. Which she ignored, right. yeah, and then fell into some kind of ageist, ableist, everything mm-hmm. else like that ageist, ableist thing, like some like, decrepit old lady. But if you can't do it like a twenty-year-old, then you're not doing it, right? Which you know, yeah, there's a whole bunch of language in there. But yes, yes, there but is. that, but that, right? That was so hurt. You know, that's the classic. You're if you wait. Oh, how there? This is often said. If you don't set a boundary, your body will yeah, for absolutely. you. And boy, right. I'd much rather do it first. And then you can ignore it, and we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. So. For those of you who have reached your absolute limit, what's it called? Phoned it in on the on the end of the term? On the grading. On, on the, the everything. Go look at the point when you decided to phone it in and say, hot damn, <laughs> I can set a boundary. Mm-hmm. How can I move this back further mm-hmm. and give fewer fucks way early? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you're mining for, your fucks. <laughs> <laughs> This will be the name of the t- name of this episode. All right. Mining for fucks. <laughs> Mining for fucks. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Or hear you next week or whatever we do. Bye.